1: Asian stocks are trading higher this morning on the back of gains on Wall Street. The Nikkei opened up about three-quarters of a percent. Seoul is trading higher as well. But Sydney has been moving between positive and negative territory as investors await an interest rate decision from Australia's Central Bank at 12.30 today. Investors have been balancing cautious optimism about the reopening of businesses against a backdrop of concerns over how civil unrest in the U.S. could disrupt an economic recovery. Joining me now for a closer look at what is moving markets is Ryan Huang. Good Tuesday morning to you morning, Ryan.
0: Michelle. Looking forward to your lunch?
1: Oh for sure. I'm <laughs> going to see my mom. She's cooked up with Storm Mom. I can't wait. Miss you lots. Oh, it's
0: good to have a free lunch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is true and it really happens in this town. Alright Ryan here we go. Let's, I want to play a little game with you. It's called Up or Down.
0: Mm, okay.
1: I'm going to break the fourth wall I think you already know the answers But play along, okay? I'm going to say something like GDP, US stocks And you're going to tell me whether the, the numbers okay, Latest numbers it. are up or down Okay, let's go US factory production
0: Okay, so that was down
1: Well done US construction
0: spending I think that was up uh, Oh no Down.
1: US economic growth The projection for the next 10 years
0: uh, That is up
1: Down by 15 trillion U.S. dollars. Chinese purchases of U.S. agricultural products.
0: Okay, so I think that is down.
1: Okay, technically it isn't up or down, but it's still relevant on whole. And finally, US stocks.
0: Okay, so that's up, at least going by the last night's numbers.
1: There you go.
0: Okay, I suck at this game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're a star, Ryan. Listen, I'm not sure if it's a historical question, but let's give it a shot. Why is it that US markets are up when the economic numbers are down?
0: Yeah, a couple of things really shaping sentiment overnight, right? So you do have the usual suspects. You have the US-China trade spat over Hong Kong and the latest... Chapter, or I guess episode, is how China is now telling its state owned enterprises to stop buying pork and soybeans from US farms. So that is something that could threaten the phase one trade deal. But despite that, markets in the US shook off those reports and continued to push on higher. Uh, so it looks like investors are focusing more on the recovery picture, those those signs of an economic recovery. And that came through from things like the US ISM Manufacturing Index. So we had the PMI numbers come through at a reading of 43.1 for May. So that is still below 50, which is in contraction territory. Uh, but good news is it is higher from the April reading of which was an 11-year low. So investors perhaps taking it as a sign of stabilisation. Same for the Chinese manufacturing numbers that we saw in the last 24 hours, the Sing PMIs. That also surprised on the upside. We we had a reading of 50.7. That beat the market consensus for a reading of around 49.6. So that was the, I guess, picture that the market's was feeding on and it looks like that is helping the markets uh, see some modest gains in Asia across the morning.
1: Now after U.S. markets, Ryan, U.S. President Donald Trump made his first remarks from the Mm -hmm. White House since massive protests began sweeping the country last week. Trump calling the violence acts of domestic terror and threatening to send in the military if state and local governments didn't get tough enough to bring the violence to a close so ryan how have markets reacted to this news
0: yeah donald trump really has his plate full right now at home he has to face what's going on in the streets violent protests and he is saying if states don't take action he will deploy the military and solve the problem for them so he's really threatening to put more troops on the streets and so far that is not the case yet, so he stopped short of really doing it, and that will require him to invoke what's called the Insurrection Act. This is a US law that will allow them to deploy uh, active duty US troops to help quell the protests. So that is going to be closely watched to see how much it escalates, and in turn, how much Donald Trump um, will clamped down on what's happening on the streets. Of course, this is also going to be a spillover uh, effect into the economy because with shops closed, people not going to work, that will curb demand for a lot of things. You know, People going to stores, people going to restaurants... Uh, transport, and that in turn will affect the demand for oil. So a lot of knock-on effects with what's going on domestically in the US.
1: All right, there's a new shelf for market participants in Singapore to reach for when it comes to risk management instruments. And a new acronym here, Singapore Single Stock Futures or SSFs. Come on, SGX is going to launch 10 Singapore Single Stock Futures on June 15th. What does this mean for investors?
0: So this is interesting because it now gives... Investors an extra option to well, this, um, play the market in that sense. So it is single stock futures. And how it works is these are derivatives that track price movements on the underlying stock. So the buyer will promise to pay a specified price at a predetermined date. So it's in a sense, you're deciding or um, guess predicting what price it will be maybe down the road in a month or so and you can lock in that price. So that is 10 single stock futures, including the likes of the three local banks, Genting, Capel, Thai Beverage, Wilma, Yang So some big STI blue chip names. You will be able to buy future products, futures products on these stocks. Uh, of course, these are cash settled and it's no physical delivery. And it's also interesting to note because this comes on the back of the, I guess... The news announcement that they will no longer have the MSCI uh, derivative products, mm-hmm. besides MSCI Singapore, so that maybe will do some go some way to helping the uh, SGX uh, revenues to some extent.
1: Yeah, is are we also going to see broader coverage of Pan Asia with the single stock futures?
0: For now, I don't have any um, details on. areas beyond the single stock futures. Mm. So that is something that could happen down the road. So we'll keep an eye out for uh, that announcement.
1: Okay, here at home, today is day one of uh, phase one, post-circuit breaker, students returning to school, some people returning to the office. It was a little bit more crowded in the lift this morning. Uh, Many workplaces will remain largely empty though. So the Monetary Authority of Singapore, for example, has reportedly advised firms that at least three quarters of their workers should continue working from home. DBS, Goldman Sachs and UBS are among the banks where the vast majority of staff will not be going into the office today. Isn't that right, Ryan?
0: Yeah, so this is, I guess, part of the whole picture of how people are starting to um, creep back into the, the office and to work. And this includes banks because you need the financial system to support businesses going back to work as well. So you need bankers to process relief loans and pretty much help the economy going on and you need bankers in the office to do that to some extent. And you are now looking at maybe um, a third of the workforce going back to work today. This phase one of the economy reopening and the MAS has advised banks to cap it at 25%, um, according to reports, uh, 25% of the staff levels. So they can request for additional staffing support, but they have to justify it beyond uh, if it goes beyond the 25 percent, so that is happening today um, also what's happening or interesting is if you're working from home and this is in the business times front page you can claim for expenses incurred from working for home for power and telecom bills
1: that's really great because I just bought this new fancy. Well, I'm thinking about buying because it's very expensive. A new Wi-Fi router that'll make things faster.
0: <laughs> okay, so that could, you know, be part of your um, tax filings next year. next year if you are, you know, working from home this year. So those additional expenses you can now pocket in that column for expenses due to um, work related. Um, causes. So this is in the Business Times, um, the IRAS or the Inland Revenue Authority of Singapore uh, told the Business Times that tax de- deduction against employment income will be allowed if you are you know, using these expenses wholly and exclusively in the production of um, creating that production income. Now, of course, the big question is, you no. Know, how do you decide what it is, or you know, how do you calculate the number, right? Mm. It's going to be quite difficult to calculate, of course, the exact amounts. So IRAS will accept the difference in bills before and after the you know, um, working from home phase. And to claim, taxpayers must keep for five years proper records on these expenses and documents such as confirmation from your employer that you know, this is the period that you are working from home. So that could go somewhere to relieving relieving some of those. Um, I guess cost pressures that you might be facing as you go through this COVID-19 um, period right now.
1: That's a great one. And also, you know, I know taxmen saying that these new expenses, additional power, telecommunication bills that are incurred, um, the expenses are not limited to the circuit breaker period.
0: That's right. So this is actually you know, something normal, but mm. uh, it is now under the spotlight because of the circuit breaker measures. More people are now working from home. So this an additional... Uh, Tax um, mechanism or relief that you can consider if you are incurring these expenses because you are working from home yeah. and you need these additional expenses to do your work.
1: Yeah, I'll be looking for that little checkbox next time I do my taxes. You filed your taxes, right?
0: Yes, um, okay. but there is, of course, the additional extension of if uh, for this year due to what's happening with COVID 19. So, to save more time. Oh, oh, yes. Time flies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you have filed, right? I have filed. Okay, that's good. Let's check in on the markets now. The SDI closed up more than 1.5% yesterday at 25.50. Ryan, how are Singapore stocks doing today?
0: Yeah. So you are looking at quite modest gains on Wall Street overnight. So the SP 500 up 0.5%. And that is translating to a similar picture across Asia. Pretty much in the green, you've got the Jap- Japanese markets up by 1%. Australia up by, well, 0.1%. And that is of course waiting awaiting the RBA decision at twelve thirty PM. Uh, no rate changes expected when they announced announced it at twelve thirty. Uh, the Korean markets are up by zero point six percent, so largely in the green. Similar for Singapore, uh, building on yesterday's gains of one uh, of one point six percent, now it's up by zero point nine percent. And looking at some of the top movers. Uh, you have actually Comfort Delgro. Bouncing back is up by 2% to 146 SGX, we talked about it just now, is in the green by 0.4% at 845 And you are also looking at some of the um, recent um, losers, I guess. SPH, Sets, SEMCOP Industries, all in the green column today. And uh, looking at some of the uh, REITs. Maple Tree Logistics Trust, uh, that is now... In the green as well, 0.5%. Of course, MLT recently added to the MSCI Singapore Index on Friday.
1: Ryan Huang there joining me in Market View.
0: Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.